the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308. 308- 8867. That's 308 8867. Or toll free at 866 308 8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9 30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 210 308 8867. But better yet, Come on by, Millburgers. Ask your gardening question in person or come get your Christmas tree or your poinsettia or your Christmas cactus. 1604 on Boulevardy Road. It's a pretty day. Uh, and it's a cloud it's, in the sky, Milton. No, there is not a cloud in the sky. So and I just thought look, of an answer. Look at your flags. Your flags are doing nothing, so yeah, no that's breeze. Good. That's good. I just thought of an answer to your question this morning. What oh. was my question? Uh, what do we want to talk about? Oh, what do you uh, want to talk about? Christmas gifts oh that's a good idea okay whether it's bird baths fountains uh a christmas cactus a poinsettia a house plant citra tools a citrus tree (laughs) like i said lemons are the number one christmas gift yeah and for any Meyer lemons uh about only only about 300 (laughs) so yes we're Meyer lemon central uh, gloves you know the gardener in your your family they're going to appreciate anything you give them yeah if you can't figure out what they really need get them a gift card yeah to explain the gift card and how it works so you can come in and do it and that's all going to be self-explanatory or you can call and we will uh charge you and we will get your address and we will mail the gift card to the recipient uh and and if they do it this early then there's no reason that it won't get there in time now if they wait till you know the week of then there's a chance that it might not get there on time but it could still get. It's still going to get there. It'll still get there. Yeah, you can just tell them there's something coming in the mail. In, in my articles, I always mention the gift card as, you know, there's always some uh, some wonderful gifts that, like Trace listed. But the neat thing about the gift card is then you get to come to Millburgers. Yeah. And you spend spend the time. You can almost tell the people that have gift cards out here because they're, oh, what should I buy this on? There's so many neat things, and uh, they ask questions about when will. This particular plant get in here. Yes. That so, fits uh, into my growing plan. Or my so everything, plant. every plant's seasonal. So you know, mm-hmm. if they wanna, if they wanna spend their gift card on vinca, then they're gonna be waiting till probably April. Right. <laughs> but they don't ever expire. You know, nope. I've, I've heard stories about other people's gift cards expiring after one year, and uh, ours are indefinite. Yeah. So if they want tomatoes, you bet. Not the time to get the tomatoes. Nope, definitely but definitely not time. But when but they get here. Uh, they can use their car to get that. You bet. Yeah. Well, and then you mentioned tools. Yeah. Uh, a person always d- does better if they pick their own tools. Yeah. And, and have somebody sign unless unless the 
person buying the gift is familiar with the the work. The yeah, work I, I get tools every Christmas, and it's <laughs> I have to point out which ones I want. <laughs> oh, you, are, do you subtly point it out? Uh, I make a little list, and I check uh. it twice, and <laughs> I just make sure I point uh, I when see. we're in when uh. we're in one of those places. Yeah, that's kind of catchy. Check, make a list mm-hmm. and check it twice. Point to uh, the item. Was on purpose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, uh, cool. So uh, pretty much anything they can think of. The, they may not have uh, uh, immediately gone with the yeah, fountains y- or the uh, bird baths, but that's good to know. You bet. Uh, we've sold uh, trees before to be installed. We've had people call and say, oh, how cool, much a is cool a 15-gallon tree installed? And then we've figured out, and it could give or take, you know, if the labor costs more, they have to use a jacket or something like that. But we can figure it out close enough to where that person may not have anything out of pocket. Uh, if all things go well, so uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no reason you can't plant a shade tree off of a gift card. Yeah, that's a neat idea. Now we've m- mentioned things like poinsettias and yep. Christmas cactus. Another thing that really makes, you know, if you're looking for uh, stocking stuffers for gar- for gardeners or for households, he's going to go with rutabaga seeds. No, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass on the rutabagas this one <laughs> okay. time, but on the cyclamen and. Uh, the other thing for an unusual, more unusual plant, the primula, because mm. there's a lot of gardeners out there that have not are not real familiar with primrose. Mm-hmm. And when you do, uh, trace, when you you and I were having those discussions and trying to describe the primrose, primulas, a lot of people were trying to say, well, what what in the world are those? But they're they're really cool, high value gifts, but uh, unbelievable blooms and foliage. And bright, cheerful colors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what, do the we, what do we call them, Jerry? Uh, the uh, clown, the clown the paint? Or yeah. That's the not show, the Johnny, show paint. Oh, show paint. <laughs> that's not the Johnny Jump Ups, though, is it? No. I oh. do caution everybody, though, as a stocking stuffer, please don't water it in the stocking. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's good advice. Is this from experience? <laughs> yes. No, it's not. <laughs> there's also <laughs> there's <laughs> also a trace set of few phalaenopsis or orchids in there. Yes, there are some orchids. Uh, mm-hmm. They're beautiful. There's some, bromel- there's some really sharp-looking bromeliads, too. Yeah. The, uh, the deal about the orchids, uh, when you come in and you can pick some most of them are blooming right uh yes have blooms on and uh you can don't worry about buying them with blooms on them because those stupid blooms will last four four or five months mm-hmm. so when you give an orchid at this time of the year phalaenopsis orchids you're giving a, a valentine gift there well yeah and then uh February. there's a lot of a lot of information on uh well, I think there's information at the nursery on the uh, Phalaenopsis orchids. It's the easiest one to grow. You know, everybody always thinks orchids are hard. That one's not so hard. And if you, it's relatively easy to get the right amount of light uh, for, to have them bloom for four to five months every year in the well, same spot. And spell. the older they get, I've seen them go even longer. Yeah, they're spectacular. Really? Wow. And we've, and we've got a lot of information on... Uh, Plantanswers.com, too. Jerry and, and I some killer uh, pictures that yeah. uh, I took uh, long ago. I didn't use a phone, Milton. No. But uh, <laughs> someday we'll get you on that. <laughs> we used to have a, an orchid specialist, literally an orchid specialist, in the Rio Grande Valley. Do you remember his uh, his name, Milton? 
the the Orchid Man in the Rio Grande Valley. It's, uh, Mr. Did I give him Mr. another Orchid? opportunity for a punchline? Mr. Phalaenopsis? No. You don't remember uh-uh. that? Uh, his name was Juan. Doctor uh-huh. something, I bet. No, yeah, Doctor Juan. Uh huh. But I'll, but it was pronounced. It's spelled different. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It was Wang. Spelled but like it that. was pronounced Wong. So, so people would get it wrong. So I got it right just by saying doctor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You did. <laughs> but but he's, he's he's moved to California. Now. Oh wow! He's okay. not down in the valley anymore. That's that's uh, one of the few people in your stories this weekend that's still alive. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he's a young man. <laughs> but uh, the he he disproved all the. Uh, old-fashioned ideas about uh, growing orchids well when we started you could uh, you only use the plant uh, chunks of bark fur bark yeah it had to be a certain kind of bark now now you got soil works yeah different kinds of bark works everything and fertilization fertilization is a big deal (laughs) I think I told the story about the Franciscan monk that that I used to be my well he's still my friend um, I mean, he did interesting things. He grew them in lava rock. Yeah, and was very That's successful. How often did he have to water them? I I don't know. Pretty often, though. Man. Yeah, he, he was there twenty four seven. I think you. I think that was when he was at Mission San Jose. Mm-hmm. Rem- remember their epiphytes, right? In other words, <laughs> what I what the I, monks are. Huh? The monks are or the orchids? The, or- uh, the orchids. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> because when I was down in Panama, we were taking a, on the river. They, those trees down there are loaded with orchids. Oh, is that right? Oh, that's kind of cool. I, I mean, and I, I looked up there and said, <laughs> you know how much that tree would be worth uh, <laughs> in Texas? Well, you were sure? are you sure there were no Christmas cactus up there? <laughs> no, I didn't see any. That's great. <laughs> so that's one of the things on uh, Christmas cactus. That so remind me to point out normal. the cactus growing in the trees in the creek. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I've seen it, too. I think we had a question about that that you helped us with one time as to why it does that. And then we were walking in one of the parks, and you saw a big old oak tree, and there was cactus growing on one of the limbs, yeah. I think right in the... The crevice, yeah. Sure, it wasn't mistletoe or something. It was not. Uh. It was clearly cactus. <laughs> Speaking of mistletoe, Uh-oh. we collected some. And uh-huh. uh, so if anybody out there wants to ensure they get a kiss, uh, uh-huh. $4.99, fresh mistletoe with a red bow. Uh, and if you're of the forgetful nature or old like Jerry, hey. write, write down that the the mistletoe is hanging. You don't eat it. You kiss under it rather than, <laughs> and, than eat it. And then I, I was talking to the lady that was putting those together in here. And uh, I stopped by and said a smart-ass thing like, don't eat the berries, you know, don't eat the berries. Mm-hmm. And so if those berries fall off your plants, and some of them have berries on them, uh, don't be eating them. Always amazes me that uh, the bird, <laughs> the birds like them yeah, so well, yeah. and eat them, and don't. Of course, we don't know. Maybe they never come back. No. <laughs> but uh, they're not good on uh, dogs, and either I think. It's, but the dogs, 
are smarter, usually smarter. They just ignore them. At yeah, least the dogs I've seen them. They would have to eat uh, quality of uh, the leaves. But the, for the crazy pet, pet owners that have little dogs, you know, and and they eat a leaf uh, or eat some leaves of mistletoe, you should care them. You should take them to the doctor, the vet, as soon as possible and get them to uh, pump the stomachs of the dogs for $500 a piece. Neek. No. And, and this, this, this message was brought to you by the Veterinary Association of America. Didn't you actually have that experience? <laughs> Something similar where? Uh, chocolate. Oh, chocolate. Okay. We had a lot of people. <laughs> you know, the old history used to be that uh, if a dog ate chocolate, it'd kill it. And you had to take it to the vet and get the stomach pump. So did your dog get And one of the biggest uh, proponents of that was Heloise. With our nationally syndicated uh, column. And uh, I said, that is not right. That, that They're making that up. And uh, we talked about it on the show, on this show. I think it depends on the richness of the chocolate. Yeah, it's got to be uh I'm envisioning a disaster that I had. <laughs> oh, no. We had a greyhound that ate some. Yeah. Uh, and back then, my wife worked at a veterinarian there office. There you go. So she got hydrogen peroxide. Oh. Put it, put it down the dog's throat. We didn't <laughs> have to go get it stomach pumped. It was just all over the kitchen floor. Oh, oh yuck. <laughs> oh, these are lovely Christmas stories. Okay, <laughs> and we had we did it on the show, on the show, and people called in. I said, if you've ever had a dog eat chocolate and die uh, or get very sick, I want you to call the show. Yeah, we had a lot of calls. If you don't, if you remember, yeah, but not not as soon. <laughs> and they were all calling and said, one guy. I never forget one guy. Said he got his wife a five-pound box of chocolate. Yeah, and the dog. And the dog got in him and ate every piece of it. I mean, it, it was a little dog too. Yeah. Like a Chihuahua or something. And so, uh, still, Heloise didn't want to go against uh, the veterinary people because she's been saying that I, all year. Yeah, and I think so. There's truth in it. It's just maybe no. Not the type no. of like dark, it's, dark chocolate. Yeah, it's got to be cooking, that cooking chocolate. Oh, the cocoa or whatever? Yeah. Okay. But anyway. Anyway, she uh, she just wouldn't do it. I said, okay, put it in your pa in your column that's nationwide, you know. I said, uh, and see, and ask how many people have ever lost a dog to eating chocolate. And she did. I'm, I'm waiting for the punchline. There's <laughs> yeah. got to be one coming. And you know how many letters she got from her nationwide survey? Can I guess? I want to guess. Zero. That's right. Wow. It, it just wasn't truth. And I, to I told Eloise, I said, okay, there's your proof. You wouldn't believe me, but believe the nation. Well, I'm not sure absence of proof is actually proof, but okay. In other words, just the fact that since no one wrote her back doesn't mean oh, it's no, true. They, some of them wrote her back, oh, but they were telling about how the dog had eaten a whole box yeah. of chocolates and it didn't affect them and at we all. Had, we had the same thing. 
We had a Valentine's thing that got <laughs> spilled. We came back to the house. It was all over the couch. There you go. And just just wrappers. Uh. <laughs> and we didn't know that there was something to worry about, so, so we were just. So your couch you had a sweet tooth. Yes, the couch ate the whole thing. Couch lived. <laughs> it was not poisonous for the couch. But anyway, don't worry about it. Okay. Well, dog eating the chocolate. Now, conscientious you uh, veterinarians. So, uh, too often, when people don't know what hurt their dog or made it sick, then they they credit it to some plant or to chocolate. Yeah, right. But uh, amazingly, I mean, most most veterinarians are much more conscientious about that. And uh, we we did an article a few years ago. I don't remember when it was, Jerry, but the uh, veterinarian and he the only uh, the only uh, thing he cited that was uh, 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 the problem was nearly as big as people thought it was was uh, our uh, poem uh, sago palm, sago palm mm-hmm. on the f- the fruit yeah yeah not not the foliage or anything but on, it has on to the be fruit. a female he, too yeah and he said that yeah he he said that that's what he was faced with and it was common enough in his practice that he sent out information or alerted mm-hmm. people. I, or I didn't mind in being in the article saying, oh, be yeah. careful about this stuff. Alright, 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 So Trey, speaking of uh, plant problems and things uh, it's always kind of interesting to ask you because you guys are on the front lines of problems that people are having. <laughs> uh, what are people coming? I'm, I'm get is grass situation over? They're still calling. No, about they that. still got pictures. But the really? <laughs> the most common question now is, why is my tree losing its leaves? Oh, yeah. That's is, is I that have to look at them and think. You know, this is mid December, right? And uh, first, find out what kind of tree before I yeah I that say makes anything. Sense. But. Uh, it's it's amazing how many people don't pay attention from one year to the other whether <laughs> the tree loses leaves. Yeah, I did they, have, they I lose had, them around this time of year. Well, I, I had a lady yesterday that no, I, most of my crepe myrtles have defoliated here, but uh, they had a, uh, a an aphid infestation. I couldn't figure out why their car was all sappy <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, wanting to spray it. And I was like, well, you know, realistically, it's in my mind it's going to be thirty six tonight. <laughs> and what leaves has, haven't fallen are going to fall oh. off in the next couple of weeks. So <laughs> I, I think I convinced them that it was a waste of money to spray it now, but pay attention to it in the spring. That was nice go. of you, uh, Trey. I, I'd rather give the right advice and yeah. come back in the spring and buy the right thing. There you go. Pecan Good, leaves, man. Good pecan man. leaves are pretty much down it, and it's uh, broke. But uh, do we, as we were talking about yesterday, you can have a, in the same yard. You can have Texas red oaks. Leaves are still green, and other leaves are completely. Oh, in the fall. same type of tree. Yeah. yeah. Is your red oak coloring yet? No. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, it's coloring, but uh, it hasn't lost any leaves. Yeah, oh. my, mine's colored up, and uh, I hadn't dropped any leaves either. Okay. Oh, so how there many you are you in the cul-de-sac or you? I'm on the curve of the street. <laughs> right. <laughs> so my leaves will actually become my neighbor's problem. It's just up oh. the street, uh. all goes into my yard, and it has no way to escape. So how did it go? So are you south of the s- down the street? So if a northern comes in, do you get the leaves or? So did yeah, you, how did you do yesterday? Um, I think they kept going yesterday. Oh, but there was pretty <laughs> high winds. But then again, <laughs> yeah. when I left this morning, it was dark. So. Uh, 
Oh, you get to maybe you come home to a whole bunch of leaves. I, I had an employee yesterday. We were slow. I told him to rake. Yeah. And he said the leaves are just still falling. Okay. No. Well, rake or you're going to be knee deep in leaves before it's all said and done. Well, at least he noticed that the leaves were still falling. Yeah. Did he yeah, ask you why they were falling? No. <laughs> no. Okay, no. so there you go. That's a plus. That was a plus. Did you use my saying about asking them what do they call this season? Fall. Oh. Why did they get that name? Uh, Is it because of the cold weather? Was it Dr. Fall who discovered this? <laughs> Could be. Okay. Well, you got it half right for sure. Dr. Something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The leaves are falling. That's why they call it fall. Oh. I'm not sure that's true. Uh. <laughs> Autumn. <laughs> All right. We need to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call. I'm going to give it slowly. 210-308-8867. Barbara did call us yesterday. That was fun. Thank you, Trace. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Your Christmas headquarters right here at 1604 on Bull Road. On 9.30 a.m. the answer. It's Christmas time all over the world And Christmas here at home The church bells chime wherever we roam So triumph, Noel, really not Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Milton Wick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, your calls, uh, and uh, we encourage that. Don't forget about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, if uh, you're worried uh, because you're kind of thinking, okay, we're going to have people over at the house and we don't want anything to come scurrying out from under the couch in the middle of us. What? Everybody gathered around the That's uh, Christmas tree. That's what you tree. watch. For your enjoyment. Uh, so, some some people might do that. I, I don't want to take away their holiday traditions. But uh, if that's not one of yours. We have races, roach races. Is that right? If that's not your style, call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, and they can help you get rid of those, uh, those a whole variety uh, from mosquitoes to scorpions to fleas to roaches to spiders to ants. Always a big problem with ants. So Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control, they've been doing it since 1976. And you read any of the reviews they have online, and you'll find folks that are happy, happy, happy. Call Warren tomorrow. Call him today. Leave a message. I'll call you first thing while you're thinking of it. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Or better yet, go to GoSpiderManPest.com. G-O-SpiderManPest.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You know, we don't have a lot of calls or complaints about ants in the house. No, well, we have. Have you noticed that? No, we've gotten calls. About- I, I've never I've never had ants in my house down here in Tennessee. We no, have we ants had people. in the house all the time. Because I remember that Calvin was giving some tips on ants in the house. Yeah, yeah, you know they got that little <laughs> round thing that you put on the cabinet and put a drop of the fluid. Uh, uh, I forget what it's called. Yeah, but uh, seems I, first seems time I did it in Tennessee, I said this ain't gonna work. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's too simple. It uh, I mean, does, it, it does it seem works. to work. 
<laughs> and, uh, and it probably depends on the uh, the the level of infestation, the type of ants, yeah, the yeah, type of probably. ants too. What is so, that so product? We went through this the last time we <laughs> talked about that. So it's uh, best to give Spider-Man a call, but yeah, uh, I forget too. It'll come. Well, to yeah, somebody from the audience will let <laughs> us know. They'll say we we told you last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but th- we've slept since then. Yeah. I know, that's what happens. <laughs> 210-308-8867. Was there something we were going to do yesterday today? I thought you were kind of reading something and we ran out of time, but I can't remember. You always no, just do our, that to just me. my article was on. Oh, that's right, oh, your article. Yeah, yeah. We were bragging on Calvin's article for putting uh, Neil Sperry's book on the co- and, and the picture on the cover. And That's I, right. And I was getting, giving the information on how to get it, which I can continue to do. You today. had mentioned, too, a, a source of a, a lot of those books are in that, uh, uh, gar- that uh, list. Texas Gardener magazine uh, supplies, I mean, uh, books, I guess. Can they go on the web, on the Internet, yeah, and get yeah. on that, find that list? Just look, at, uh, look up, uh, do a search for Texas Gardener magazine.com I guess but anyway it'll come up and uh, they've got a tremendous list if of, I remember of right old they fashion, of older books yeah and they've got the prices and yeah yeah so they mail them. that's a that's a wonderful source. and uh, you you name some that they would have like uh, uh, growing fruits and nuts in the south. The Definitive Guide by William Adams and Tom Leroy. I bet that's the only place you'd be able to find that book. And uh, those boy, both of, of those have retired. Both of those people have retired. Yeah. And, of course, Greg Grant's got a, a book on the, the same yeah. topic. Uh, and so they've got a lot of unusual books. I think and we they, get they got perennial garden uh yeah, that that that's Color a cl- that's a cl- classic. I, lo- I love Bill Welch's perennial gardening. It's good, and it's uh, you know that's one of the f- places where you c- we t- we talked a lot about uh, daffodils that will uh, <laughs> re- re- yeah. come will come back every year, and that's that, it. that's Greg Grant's input. Is it? You know, he helped him write yeah. that book, and of course it, it's a great. It's got enough. It's got enough. Uh, a lot of good. Uh, books on roses but uh that, that book has a lot lot on the uh, uh old-fashioned roses right. which, which yeah. one which one are uh, bloom have long bloom periods which what colors are available and that's so that. you know bill started the rose emporium <laughs> over there yeah he was one of the first partners really i know i didn't know that yeah with my cute but anyway and greg greg worked there now, for a while quite a while and be, and uh, the book does a good job with Iris too. Yeah, yeah. I, gu- I guess it was one of the best books on there on the available until the Neil Sparrow's Lone Star Gardening book came out. Because <sighs> what do you see a picture of a perennial garden by Bill Welch? Nope. 
You know, front, front page. You know, we, things have just changed. I have <laughs> Neil must have given Jerry a call because every week for like a whole summer it was, all right, let's look at Neil Neil's column today. Now here's what he said wrong. Well, if you want me to criti- I, criticize, uh, I uh, <laughs> I just uh, looked at it a little different. I f- I figured that. Jerry just likes to be contrary on every issue. So, oh, so when we started questioning some of uh, <laughs> Neil's inclinations, and it was uh, blasphemous. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so Jerry's after a short time, Jerry's mind clicked back oh. into his antagonistic <laughs> normal. It's interesting how Calvin has analyzed me here, mm-hmm. right on the, right on the guard show. Anyway, speaking of Neil making a serious mistake. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry I brought in, it up. In yeah. today's paper, or yesterday's paper, somebody was talking about uh, they had a had a live oak tree that had a lot of dead branches on it. And uh, Neil said, I'm wondering if it could be oak wilt, although a couple of people have said it was not that, and what would cause that. And Neil answers, <laughs> squirrels. Unfortunately, no photo came attached to your email. If you're talking about individual branches that turned brown and dried, I would suspect squirrel damage. That's correct. That's somewhat common in live oaks, also pecan. If that's the case, a tr- uh, the trees will be fine in the long run. The interesting thing about that is uh, just the tips or the ends of those branches die. No no big branches die. About uh, pencil sized uh, limbs. Because the squirrels uh, uh, especially when it's dry they uh, scratch that bark and uh, drink the uh, sap to get, get a water source. As for remedy this is where Neil jumps the track. As for remedies, you can't harm the squirrels legally. Neil, Neil, Neil. Perhaps you could catch them with a humane trap and release them in a park a distance away. I'm not sure that's actually legal. Huh? Someone was telling me that, yeah, you can't <laughs> release uh, live animals in Texas parks. Is that right? Someone, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard. <laughs> but somebody was talking about right. it. So yeah. if you know that for a fact, call us. So well, I'm then doing. Well, there's two, then there's two two issues there because squirrels. You can uh, you can deal with squirrels. Oh, can you? Yeah, if they're, okay. they're causing damage or uh, they're rodents. If I'm if I'm wrong, somebody can say it. Can let us know. What do you What do you mean? I, I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, if you're so you can deal with rats. They're rodents. You can deal with you can deal with squirrels if they're causing uh, damage, you know, in your house or yeah, in the feeders or anything. I didn't. I never heard of them being protected species. No, you, you said deal with them. You mean eliminate them? Yeah, if you need to. Yeah. All this, all these years, Benton, you've been giving me hell about eating squirrel and me putting the recipes on there. And pictures of that. I, don't of the I never gave you grief. But, <laughs> but the, uh, but the see, this. I've been doing a. I think I've been doing this totally legally. I don't know. The other, the uh, that other issue about uh, 
It depends on the city and the parks. Yeah, I think so. But somebody, and it wasn't about a squirrel. It was about like a possum or something well, bigger. And oh yeah. <laughs> well, rac- raccoons are quite often listed because they are a, a, ra- a rabies problem. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I guess guess you can't. It's tough to make general statements. Yeah, we need to know. So <laughs> if if you're an expert on this, call us at two one zero three zero eight. Eighty-eight, sixty-seven. And if you have uh, something about, if you know about squirrels in San Antonio, let us know because that's completely different than I think both Jerry and I have lived uh, lived <laughs> with. And maybe they're protected in Neil's part of the world. Well, I, I think the the deal is on this. Uh, some people would shoot them in the backyard, you know, with a pellet gun or something. And so, so that that might be considered illegal. I don't think. But I I, I, I recommend uh, a more humane way of taking care of the squirrels. Oh yeah, uh, and that is to no, uh, use this is one of those traps. Yeah, this is going to make you sad if you're listening. Warning: This could this could. <laughs> what uh, you think is, you know what I'm getting ready to say? I know exactly what you're getting ready to say. <laughs> This this you but may not anyway, want to listen to us. It's a humane trap. If you're a little squeamish, and then you teach them how to swim. Mm-hmm. Squirrels don't swim real well. Yeah, I think that's the point. And so, and and, and you thing, don't and you don't teach very well. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, the the neat thing, and the neat thing about it is, it doesn't bruise the meat. It does. Look at you, man. Yeah, I've heard this. You show. learned something. I don't. Uh-huh. I don't think it's illegal to use a, pe- a pellet gun in San Antonio. Well, it, to shoot the squirrels. Calvin, you're coming out with some good stuff no, today. No, I mean it's just uh, I just this first time I've heard anybody say that that that's an issue. <laughs> we uh, we you know we have squirrel recipes on uh, and we came uh, people say well I'd rather eat a, dr- a rat you know than a squirrel and uh, <laughs> who said that yeah who's who who's this thing <laughs> a lot a lot of uh, people. People, l- l- lots l- of people, l- Calvin. L- neighbors. People, neighbors, <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and we figured out uh, that you know, the, the squirrel hunt for a youngster is the, usually the first hunt they go on. That yeah, makes sense. And, uh, but that eating of squirrels uh, only by people that accept that as a opportunity they uh we we uh, greg, greg and i have narrowed it down to all those people that uh grew up east <laughs> east of the trinity river oh, okay. grew up hunting and eating squirrel and so uh, when you t- <laughs> But okay, the, the now city, focus on the article. The city people. Don't. You've gotten off the article, so <laughs> we'll get you back on track. But anyway, th- that's what Neil says. says you can't harm the squirrels legally. Mm. Who would? Uh, that's a simple. That's that's a Neil's fair way of saying you can't shoot to kill the squirrels. Okay. You can't you need harm to, them. You need to address this with Neil. <laughs> I hope I hope you'll email him. Does, does drowning? Consider harm? Yes. Oh. And it's an awful, <laughs> horrible way for that poor squirrel to die. Oh, no. Oh. You just see a few bubbles come oh, out. Oh, stop it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and if you don't believe that's a good technique, 
try to get a male squirrel, a buck squirrel. Out of that canister? Out of that trap. Yeah. I mean, those things, they're trapped, and they're mad as hell. Yeah, that's what I've I've heard is it's not hard getting them in the trap. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we need to explore that because there's a lot of contradictory Uh Uh notes on the... And the internet about that. All right. Will you explore <laughs> the that? the law changed. Okay. <laughs> this sounds like a dentist. It might situation. be a dentist thing. To, all right. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call, <laughs> 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. are white with snow The happy crowds are mingling But there's no one that I know I'm sure that you'll forgive me if And I welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM The answer 210-308-8867 If you want to bring nature to your yard uh, trees, even squirrels if you want to bring them and enjoy them. Wild Birds Unlimited at Northwest Military and Hebner Road can help you do that with a wide variety of different things. And that ranges from uh, feeds and houses and uh, other things to uh, even binoculars and hats so you can enjoy them out in nature to books. And we're going to interview one of the authors of a book they carry there. What is Jerry's pointing at that bird there? That little wren is back. Is that a wren? He just ran between the pots. Uh, is that two wrens or just one? No, or is he that quick? That's sparrow. Oh. Oh, the okay. little wren run between the pots. The uh, best thing about Wild Birds Unlimited, too, is besides all the great things they carry, so you can feel confident that you're going to find what you want there, is the amount of knowledge that they have over there. Kyle, Keith, Bill. Uh, Kyle's out today, so they're, everybody's working hard. So we'll call him next week and find out about your hummingbird yeah. question. What'd you see? Uh, Jerry's uh, little wren. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, it's Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. You can call them at 210-479-BIRD, 210-479-BIRD. And um, you can uh, go by and you'll enjoy it. There are people that have gone, gosh, since I've known this uh, place, people that have gone, it's been, they've been open almost, I think you said 25 years. Uh, people, the same people go in each time and love them to death. It's like a... Just a, a tradition to go in there. So, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited, Northwest Military, and Hebner Road. John is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, y'all were talking about squirrels and whether you could shoot them. Actually, hilarious as it is, Texas Parks and Wildlife has seasons for squirrel in each county. So they are considered a game animal. Huh. <laughs> and you're they not allowed are. to shoot. There are game animals. Uh oh, what happened? It would be considered illegal means and methods of capture. So, <laughs> so are there are there places you can and cannot shoot them? Like like your backyard. Uh, what about John? Is there any uh our pest control people are are catching them in the attics and things. Oh, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, yeah. 
I don't think a game warden would say anything about you trapping those little <laughs> little boogers in the backyard if you're releasing them. But uh, it probably would be illegal if you were doing it out in the country somewhere and using them for uh, meat purposes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, th- I think the season opens, at least in Tennessee, in September. Well, I can ask. So the fact, uh, the fact that my... The fact that my West Highland Terriers never catch squirrels is not because they're incompetent at it. It's just that they knew they're following the law. Huh? Yeah. yeah, they're following the game laws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I knew they're, they're sweet little things that didn't never get anything wrong. Oh yeah, I love them. The only reason I even know. Yep. Um. I need my feeder so badly during deer season, I wanted to eradicate it as well. But uh, other than that, I wouldn't be up on it either, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, John. Yeah, guys, have a good one. I enjoyed your show. Bye. Thank you, man. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867. So <laughs> at least from John's standpoint. What did he say? He said you you can't – you actually – can't uh, technically can't uh, uh, destroy them. I wonder if you could do it during the season. If you have a hunting license and it's in illegal, you couldn't do it in San Antonio city limits. I don't know. You may have admitted something you're going to be sorry about. <laughs> they'll, bo- they'll come and roust, arrest us both for squirrel hunting. Uh. <laughs> I live in harmony with my squirrels. <laughs> hmm. I, I, we fatten our squirrels, you know. We were, uh, and I, we I just picture these big squir- fat squirrels wandering around your yard. Oh, <laughs> squirrel! I ate too much of that seed. Yeah, squirrels eat uh, eat dog food too. Oh, do they? And they get fat. Yeah, everything seems to eat dog food and cat food. <laughs> yeah, dogs eat cat food. That amazes me that uh, and that. Dogs eat the other part of it. Yes, they do. Food. That's like a Dallas. Del- <laughs> that was the. That's like oh, Squirrel, squirrels. It doesn't take them long to become part of the family either. Oh, oh yeah. my! The squirrels in our, even with the two Westies, I mean they're ro- constantly running across the patio <laughs> and in the co- container plants and yeah, and it's like two minutes after I chase them away, I, you know, you get back in there and then I. <laughs> There they are, back again, oh. realizing that I, I can't run as fast as they can. <laughs> okay, changing the subject a little bit. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> what if you got a a loved one uh, in a away from from where you live? Right. So you could you want to mail them a plant? Oh, okay. To the mail that they can enjoy. So, what plant would that be that you could mail? I don't know. Well, there's a lot Th- of plants that would grow that and bloom and be beautiful. But there's a lot of plants you make the decision here, and then another a florist or a nur- nursery in a lo- different locale supplies it. Yeah. But uh, amaryllis. Oh, that's an the idea. Bulbs, yeah, the bulbs, and uh, you got to, you got to buy them and ship them in the morning, Melody. Uh huh. By law. Yeah, I think it's only in Texas, but yeah, got to <laughs> sh- amaryllis by morning. So there you go. 
Okay. Uh, George, George will get you straight on that. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we, I, I know some of our uh, folks in our audience remember, like I do, uh, getting pansies in the mail and oh, wow. <laughs> strawberries for sure in the in, oh, the, yeah. in the mail. Lo- all kinds of plant, root, all they? kinds of plants they used used to uh, <laughs> mail. Of course, of course, they mailed chicks and. <laughs> and goslings and everything else too. But anyway, we have uh, here a good selection of uh, Christmas amarilla, amarilla, and uh, they're on sale. I know that wouldn't matter to people, but uh, specimen bulbs regularly twelve ninety nine. And what does specimen bulb mean? It means big. Oh, okay. Bigger, bigger the bulb more and the larger the flowers. Okay. Uh, there were twelve ninety nine uh, regularly, and now you can get two for $25 while supplies last. And uh, like I said, I used to do this for my mother all the time. And you say, well, what is it, two weeks to Christmas? By the time I buy them, by the time you buy them, and mail them, and they get uh, arrive, and they pot them up, or if they they're already in pots, start watering them. Uh, it's gonna be after Christmas, so it won't be a Christmas flower. But what people will enjoy watching is that stem, yeah, that large, <laughs> fast-growing stem that comes out of that. that that holds the flowers. So uh, I, I was always amazed how my mother would uh, love to watch. She said she could that stem grew every day in long, uh, larger. And so she was more fascinated with the stem <laughs> than she was the flowers. And then those big flowers, they're big flowers, and they grow they grow on the in in the house. In other words, they don't need sun like a lot of flowering plants need because the, uh, they already have their nutrients and everything stored up in the, in the bulb. That's why the bulb is so big. Hey, we need to talk to Evelyn real quick. Okay. 210-308-8867. Hey there, Evelyn. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm a little slow. I need shots in my knees, and i got to wait three more weeks. So, <laughs> But oh, uh, no. I'm going to stay Active anyhow. Try to. Good. <laughs> Good. So what you doing? How can we help okay, you? Okay. Um, I have a Mexican flame vine, and those little fuzzy things after the blooms off, is that seed? Can I plant that and make new plants, or is that just fuzz? You you got the Mexican uh, flame vine? I mean, the Mexican, the uh, one we've been talking about yeah. that mainly blooms in the fall? Yes. Right now it's booming up the storm. Okay. The bright do you, orange. Do you like the flowers? Yes, Colors? I do. It's the butterflies flowers. love it. Yeah, yeah, and bees and everything else, I guess. Yes. Oh, yes. If if it just wasn't that burnt orange color, you know. What's wrong with that? Thank you, Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Uh, you could go either way, <laughs> Georgia or or. Uh, Longhorn, so <laughs> yeah. Have you pick? 
But uh, I never have noticed, well, I never have grown that particular vine very much, but because uh, it's the wrong color now. But, oh, uh, now, come on, Dr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> you've got to remain true to your colors. Now. Okay, focus, <laughs> but focus. But I, I, if it makes a pod, makes a little... I imagine it's, it's a fluffy seed, isn't it? Yes, it, it's fluffy. That's why I'm wondering whether is that yeah, seed in yeah, there or... The, it flies. <laughs> yes. But uh, at the bottom of the puff, it should be a little seed. And it should be it should be fertile. There's no reason for it not to be uh, uh, viable. So uh, I'd try some. Just take the, take the, separate that little fuzz and put them on the t- top of a, uh, you know, with very little covering uh, in, in a uh, tray with potting mix in there. And then uh, water them with uh, miracle growth uh, fertilizer, soluble fertilizer. Uh, just keep them moist, not wet. And uh, I'll bet you they'll come up. Okay, you know, I, I gotta try it. I've had it a long time ago, and then I don't know. I lost. Well, it froze several it years back, and I found another plant, and is blooming now. It's just full of blooms, and I have one uh, monarch here still working uh-huh. on it. Yeah, the the butterflies really like them. Yes, um, I I was uh, mine don't seem to. I've had one for years and years. They don't seem to reproduce by the seed, but the the thing that they do they do if they're there's a container or they get touched the soil. Yeah. They they root. Yeah, they, they root. Basically. So you might look for some of those kind of opportunities too, okay. Evelyn. Okay, I can do that. You, I think. Yeah, you know, you just do, uh, I think Plant Answers talks about the oh, air layering. Air, yeah. air layering and and it seems to be. A, it's inclined to do it naturally, and uh, you probably could maneuver it so you'd have three or four at least. Oh yeah. And uh, but yeah, I haven't thought about that fact that I wonder. You know, all these other the petunias yeah. and other plants are <laughs> spreading the seeds yeah, everywhere. You don't, and you don't see them being invasive. No. However, I imagine that burnt orange. Flower become invasive. And the petunias uh, are blooming real pretty now. Oh, really? Good. Yes, they are. More bushes. And smell. Oh my gosh! You walk there in the evening, it just knocks you out. Oh, is that right? Great fragrance (laughs) for the lower bush petunia. Yeah. Yeah. What's with the saving the squirrels? Do they realize (laughs) how much damage they do? Oh, yeah, yeah. We were just trying to know what the law was. The okay. Neil Sperry said the law was you couldn't do anything, and Jerry was surprised you know, by she, that. She and I, what, you know what we think about the law? <laughs> okay. You're right. <laughs> the, uh, the opinion of the... Yeah, it's oh, purely his own, and you can find him in his home. What, when, what time will you be home with you? Okay. This is they the get whore. in the garden, they really mess you up. There you yeah. go. See, this is the horse herb, ladies. I know. <laughs> she don't mess around. <laughs> no, I try you, not you, to. <laughs> you, you will find that uh, 
most people over 50 years old or 60 years old uh, know how to handle varmints. You betcha. And not only do we know how to get rid of them, we know how to eat them. That's right. I used to do that. There you go. Where'd you, where were you raised? Uh, in Shiner. Well, between Shiner yeah. and Gonzales out oh, in the okay. country. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Evelyn, we only have a, a few seconds before we have to take a break. Did okay, you get your question I, answered? Thank you very much. Merry okay. Christmas. Good. Keep, a, to keep us informed. Call us back before yeah, the holidays. If you do that, experiment with the seeds. Keep okay, us informed. Okay, I'll try. All right. Thanks, Evelyn. Going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Give us a call, 210-308-8867. I just sensed it. There's a change in the force. Back in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Calvin has gone away for a second. Trace is with us. <laughs> Yeah, we were just talking about amaryllis. Uh, yeah, I still have, got, I still have uh, a few. The, the whites and I think the oranges are gone, but uh, I believe there's red and pink and. They had an orange. Yes, you. It was very popular. Very uh-huh. popular. <laughs> so there. <laughs> hey, that's good. Brother. Thank you very much. I wonder where I got that from. I don't <laughs> know. I can imagine. But uh, you don't have any reds left. Yeah, there's red. There's okay. red and pink. That's the only two okay. pictures I remember seeing. Yeah. I, I tried those different colors on my mother, and uh, she always went back to red. She wanted oh. red. So, uh, are, are they? Are they? Are, have you got any of those that are already in a pot, potted up? I I have, and I think I sold them all. I got some paper whites that are growing right now. Oh, okay. And I, I mean, also have paper white bulbs too. Oh, the paper whites are in bul- in containers. Yeah, they're oh. in the greenhouse. Okay. You want to go sniff on them? <laughs> I imagine you could smell them pretty. Well, my nose hadn't worked in 20 years, so other than for white cyclamen, uh, I got no no discernible smeller. So they could buy those uh, paper whites and uh, bloom them if they want. They do it right now. They'd be for Valentine's. If they go oh. with the plant, then it'll probably still be right around Christmas blooming. Mm. They're like halfway into it. Okay. But uh, after they do their due, you can put them out. They're easy to transplant, and uh, they they come back year after year. I didn't think they naturalized, but that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, paper whites. Paper whites. Yeah, I love them. I don't love the sm- smell in the forest bulb in the side, but <laughs> I love them outside in the <laughs> landscape. <laughs> yeah, they do have a rather strong... Deer won't eat them. Huh. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's pretty much true for all bulbs, isn't it? That the deer won't eat bulbs. Not to get back on the squirrel issue, but I've seen squirrels dig tulips up. Yeah, yeah. So I assume eat, they'd eat them. But a squirrel is a glorified rat. <laughs> and, uh, and a car killer. <laughs> yes, that too. But anyway, so uh, you still have some amaryllis bulbs that uh, handful could be shipped around. 
Okay, you had some, had a lot, of, a lot of pretty bulb uh, amaryllis colors there. They're coming up uh, new colors every year. I they think. seem to, but red's always the most popular, and orange is next. What, uh, what have you there got? You go. you still, hmm. Have you got paper whites? We do have paper white plants, and column, we have paper white bulbs. My column next week, next Saturday, that talks about paper whites, poinsettia, of course, and uh, am amaryllis, Christmas cactus. <laughs> Sounds like you're covered the whole. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, and yes. <laughs> Did you put orchids in there? I didn't because I ran out of uh, words. Oh, no. But I, I w w cyclamen and orchids, I would have liked to write. But I didn't know for sure. I hadn't seen people taking many orchids out, so I mm -hmm. didn't know for sure that what the supply was. Yeah. Well, they're a little buried behind the poinsettias at the moment. <laughs> well, the, the neat thing is uh, w when we first started promoting Phalaenopsis, uh, Orchids, they uh, they could never they could never get them to bloom for Christmas. Oh, and uh, <laughs> I still said that that's what what happens uh, because of that fourteen hour. Yeah, you know, poinsettia. You don't have to do that anymore. But uh -uh. Christmas cactus. <laughs> Everybody goes through that process, but it's seems like it's a rare situation if they. Bloom for more than one. One year. One year in a row. Yeah. But no, I'm texting Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm texting Spider-Man now. To see, to, he can't call in today. He was going to call in with a question. He's That's a good idea. He told me he couldn't call in, but we'll ask him. Uh, Neil Sperry uh, wrote a wrote a little write-up on uh, amaryllis, and uh, he 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 differentiated between. Uh, a Christmas amaryllis and the hardy amaryllis, and a Chris Christmas. I assume that's the one you're selling. Yes. Christmas amaryllis are tropical out of the Caribbean countries and South America. Well, my mother-in-law had them for years, and they just kept multiplying. In the, in the ground. Yeah, in the ground. No, I don't. Know, I don't know what they did last last winter. But were they uh, red? Yes, they were red. Striped white right they were red okay they were the, these bulbs in red what <laughs> what is it the same what is that that red the one that uh red comes line. back every oh, year st uh, joseph st joseph lily st joseph or is it st oh. I, I, I thought it was amaryllis beldonia that you were getting to the what i thought the one that you're about to get to is amaryllis beldonia i don't see that one anymore I don't know. He, he says hardy amaryllis are more properly called St. Joseph lilies. They bloom in the spring and they can survive temperatures into single digits. Flowers are trumpet shaped, but their petals and sepals are thinner and do not overlap, nor do they recurve. They are predominantly red. They're predominantly red. And uh, you see them around old uh, abandoned houses and homesteads. We had them growing at our place. I was trying to remember if the deer ate them. I don't imagine they do. 
But uh, that's a beautiful thing. A few, a few drought, droughty years, though, they can kind of do. We, we kind of lost lost ours in those droughty years. At, at your house? At your house here in town? Okay. Did, y'all, did you say Jersey Lily? Uh, what did you call it? St. Joseph's Lily. Okay. Yeah, the Jersey Lily was the bar owned by uh, <laughs> so that's West a, Texas. That's, that's an Amaryllis Belladonia. Some people call it Jersey mm. Lily, apparently. Huh. Yeah, there's well, another another name for the St. Joseph's Lily. You want me to look up something? That's, well, that's some, okay. I'm there. Cause <laughs> anyway, uh, there's, there's two types of lilies and this one that we sell here is commonly known as Christmas Amarillo's. And the uh, the w- the actual St. Joseph lilies are very rare. I mean, hard to buy. That's the red one with the whites? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ba- Ten years ago, they were easier. Fifteen years ago, they were <laughs> easier to find than they are now. Yeah, I think, uh, if I remember right, Greg's. Greg Grant's a lily expert, and uh, I think that was the first hybridized uh, uh, lily, uh, that hardy amarillo, Mm -hmm. St. Joseph's lily. But anyway, okay. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Oh, when does... um, when does the um, stuff start coming in? January's once we get out of the Christmas season, things usually start kicking in here too, with yes. like fruit trees and stuff. So and other tree, shade trees. Fruit trees, uh, shade trees are the month of January. Uh, shade trees first. Okay. Then it'll be the fruit trees. Uh, How we many start, weeks in you think? Is it just a couple the weeks? The fruit or? trees are always at the last of January, first of February, okay. somewhere in there. Shade trees as soon as I pull the trigger. So after we do inventory. Uh, we'll start loading those up because those take a little longer to get moved. The fruit trees are smaller. Then we start working on hardy shrubs. And uh, then we kind of wait on the tropical stuff till we get brave mid-February. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last year, luckily, we uh, procrastinated an extra yeah, week or two. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you would have, at the 14th, would have been a... Uh. But last year, I was predicting hardy woody stuff, too, so... We took Nan- we took everything inside. Nandinas took yeah. them inside. You name it, we brought it inside last year. Uh huh. That was a smart move. Okay, so that's I good. I don't know if Nandinas would have frozen down. I I wasn't gonna take a chance. <laughs> we uh, like I said, we had them in the front of our home house in uh, Tennessee. Uh, old ones. I mean, been there thirty years, forty years, and. Uh, of course, it gets zero in uh, in Tennessee, there where I live. But uh, they, they never froze down. Uh, I've I've had some get stupid on them. Remember, ours are in pots. So yeah, they're, they're well, that's true. Ground too. temperature doesn't change very much, but pot temperature changes right along with the air. Yeah, I don't know, but the things are different root hardiness in those pots. I n- I never realized uh, until we had that one a hard freeze. That uh, my favorite uh, hollies in pots are cold. Uh, their roots kiss are them goodbye. That's, yeah, I, I, I <laughs> that's where what I got that from. Said, no, right. maybe. Uh, but 
Uh, that was the year that uh, they they were uh, uh, Lone Star nerd growers used to grow a lot, and they lost eighty uh, percent of their hollies in pots down yeah, right outside of town here. Yep. Over a million dollars worth of uh, plant material. So, uh, and I, I the top is so hardy. I never would have figured that the root would have been that tender, but it was. So live and learn. Uh, also, I, I see in Calvin's This Week in the Garden that uh, it's later than recommended to plant the seeds of spring-blooming wildflowers, but it's better to plant the seed now than wait a whole growing season. Amen, because... Uh, you you see a lot of blue oh we still got blue bonnet transplants out here yes sir and uh, you sold a lot but uh, still got some transplants out here and they can go in the ground now in the flower beds now I I haven't looked and see which ones you have but I imagine you have blue and red I imagine I have blue Ma blue yeah. okay and that's uh. Lady Bird Johnson Royal Blue, uh, because we offer the seed to the to the growers, and that's a that's a beautiful blue. It's interesting. I found out the other day that uh, Wild Seed Farms, that's the only blue they grow now, because hmm. it it yields four times the amount of the regular blue bonnet. So it's it's a good 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 pick. How blue curl wildflower blue curl has started to sprout in yeah. gardens out there. That surprised me. So I'm, I'm sure some of the other wildflowers <laughs> are uh, yeah germinating too. Yeah, and speaking of uh, sprouting, uh, I think Crawford lettuce has finally oh, really? decided to come up. Wow, I know the beets are and <laughs> carrots for sure. And so uh, and. We've got some seed packets here at uh, Melberg's uh, at the cash register, right? And that was the key this year. In turn, we we talk about we've had this dialogue: when are these seeded winter garden vegetables going to start coming up? And it was just a matter of the soil getting cool enough, yeah. and the temperature getting cool enough. Now they're coming up yeah. pretty strong. Yeah, and uh, same with spinach. I got some of the uh, earliest uh, planted uh, spinach that was available, which was late this year, and uh, took it down and planted it at uh, uh, down south, and uh, almost all of uh, it kind of it it's lived, but it hadn't grown. Uh -huh. But uh, this spinach that you're selling here. Almost edible. Oh, it is edible. <laughs> you, if you buy too much, just eat it. Eat the yeah. And if if Trace and them can't sell it, they'll just eat it, right? That is uh, that, that's <laughs> a, it's an interesting issue. Uh, somebody might want to call us and discuss discuss it. Uh, how much? If you're used to, oh. Uh, some of the other greens, yeah, and, and you can, you know, you, you get by on two kale plants, and 
and uh, Swiss chard, a couple of Swiss chard plants. But you probably need six or eight spinach oh plants yeah. to yeah. keep you, to provide enough of the spinach for yeah. your family. But it, uh, people take it leaf at a time. Commercially, they take the whole plant at once. They cut the whole plant yeah. off and then let it regrow. Now, when it's in, that, in this growth mode like you described, you can probably harvest up to a third yeah. at once. And you just can't do it too frequently, but you can do it yeah. three or four times during the season. And uh, it's beautiful spinach. Uh, I mean, probably the first I've ever seen in transplant form available. So, But it had a slow start. And uh, if you start with these big plants, uh, you don't have to wait for it to get a little bit lar get get larger and go all the way through uh, through the spring. Boy, those and onions look good though too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, and in fact, Calvin, Calvin planted more of them in his briefcase. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Calvin did a, a survival test on them. Yeah. How long did you leave him? <laughs> a week. <laughs> a week <laughs> in his briefcase. I don't remember how, what made me. Oh, we were talking about Yeah, that we were talking talk about them. I says, hey, I think I bought onions. <laughs> what, what did I do with them? And we would have never looked in his briefcase. <laughs> <or something. No. laughs> but anyway, it's, uh, his, uh, this week in the garden says, plant onion transplants in the vegetable garden now. If they're planted every two inches in a row, the middle two plants can be harvested as green onions. In the winter, to make room for the full-size bulb development for harvest in May. So they're planted every two inches, and you remove uh, the two uh, the two plants in between. So you have a six-inch so center. Six, how much? Four, four inches apart? Uh, no, six, six inches. Inch center. Six, six inches apart. Well, you say, well, why would I need to do that? Why would I need to do that? Because the bulbs <laughs> of these certain varieties uh, get get uh, yeah. that big. And they, if you fertilize them appropriately, Absolutely. They, they will easily get that three inches. They should always, yeah. you should always keep the fertilizer on. So how long do you leave a green onion in? Everybody always asks me that. I always, not, just I mean, until it looks Just so you need it. <laughs> yeah, till it looks good, and you wanna, you can get too conservative. It's a, just like the lemons on our. Mm -hmm. Use them. Yeah. Use them as you need them, <laughs> so you don't have a big pile of them at the end there. Yeah, I u I used to get upset about uh, wolves selling onion transplants too early, and. Uh, I, w I couldn't figure out why people were buying so many onion transplants too early. And uh, come to find out that an onion transplant is nothing more than a green onion, which people eat. And uh, on at the onions that they were selling at that time were cheaper than the green onions in the, uh, in the supermarkets. So people were buying them not to plant, but to eat. Doesn't take them long uh, when the weather's like uh, this uh, for them it's to perfect onion weather. Yeah, to to uh, be a appetizing uh, green onion. 
Now, Calvin brought up uh, you got to fertilize them all a lot. And uh, I'm writing, I'm working on an article that some people might want to try, some recommendations. Uh, but the uh, in the spring, when they plant them in the February or March, uh, we talk about uh, banding phosphorus and sulfur or, or iron sulfate under under the plants. And Frank Danello, our research, uh, he used to be in research uh, horticulture out of Uvalde, worked for four or five years on the proper way to ban those nutrients on the, the onion transplant to get the most uh, growth out of it. And it, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was a uh, Phosphorus and iron sulfate, or uh, sulfur. They use sulfur. Now that that's been used for years. I'd say 50 to 60 years. Del Monte used to do it all uh, down in the in Crystal City. But uh, I talked to Trey. Well, I, I said, well, if that's good enough in the in the spring, maybe we ought to promote it in the fall too. For now, for putting it on an onion. And I, tr I talked with Trace here, and uh, we have trouble getting superphosphate at this time of the year. And uh, they still got, uh, I guess it's still straight, stale, but do you straight sulfur? But uh, but I, I changed that to iron sulfate. Well, we used to call copperus. And now Trace tells me that we call it iron sulfate, right, on the package. Uh, the package changed. <laughs> I just did yeah. say formerly known uh, as copper. <laughs> I, I have a tendency to use uh, either whichever the fertilizer we've got available, the slower-use lawn yeah. fertilizer yeah. or the winterizer here at Millburgers. Yeah. Um, and both of them seem to, to work well. No. But... Uh, as long as you're generous, those those two uh, banded products uh, do do not contain nitrogen. And so, I said, why don't we use something that's slow release for the entire growing sy system of the uh, onion that contains ni nitrogen, and you won't wouldn't have to side dress. So guess what we we're looking at? Osmocote plus. Mm -hmm. There you go, Osmocote. Okay. <laughs> and the, I love you know I love Osmocote. I, I wonder how I knew that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I, it's hard to decipher where he's going. But that one <laughs> yeah, was, that that one was one pretty clear cut. See coming down the road. But I checked uh, with the on the, and with the, you can't burn a plant with Osmocote. In other words. Uh, I've proven that you can you can literally grow a plant in pure osmocote because mm. it's so slow release. But I, I happened to look at the packages. Trace said that uh, we have them in what one pound and one, two, two and eight stocking stuffers and eight. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like <laughs> but have you ever looked at the ingredients in that slow release osmocote? Not lately. It contains. Nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, 
magnesium, sulfur, boron, manganese, uh, and uh, copper, and iron. That, now, that's just the Osmocote Plus he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. The other Osmocote products don't have all the, the <laughs> fanfare. But uh, all of this, <laughs> yeah, that's all I was looking at in the big bag. Of the, uh, no, uh, so all of this <laughs> is what we talk about banding oh. in the spring. Huh. So why not use some of this or under the... the uh, the transplants when you plant your onions. Uh, I've seen work out of uh, out of California where they use Osmocote as a complete fertilizer. Hey, and we got they, they don't have to side dress. If you band it though, and it's under, isn't it going to be even slower to release since it's not no. as temperature it's temperature related? But it it releases. It, what what happens to us in the spring? It, when we use it, or in the summer, uh, it releases faster. But uh, if it's kept at a certain temperature, which is uh, under, uh, it it won't release. It'll release over a three to four month period. We got to take a quick break. While we do, give us a call: 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. The answer. By golly, it's time for mistletoe and holly. Tasty pheasants, Christmas presents, countryside's covered with snow. Oh, by gosh, by jingle, it's time for carols and Kris Kringle. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. 210-308-8867 is our number. Come on by Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. want to encourage you again, if you've got a deck or patio that you want to get stained or keep looking great, Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf right here in San Antonio is the place to call. 210-822-9147. I'll give you the number again. But Barry has been doing this since 1986, and he is, again, also considered one of the national experts on this. He has studied this. He is a, a stain and a ceiling geek. He loves this stuff and has studied and studied and studied it. Go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, and you can see what, a, what your deck can look like, and you can see it really can look new again. Uh, from repair to construction to pebble stone cleaning and sealing, fence treatment, and more, Deck and Patio Care by Barry Hagendorf at deckandpatiocare.com, 210-822-9147. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. And what generally happens about this time is that uh, people start waiting to the last minute to call in. So if you have a question or you just want to comment or thinking about something, don't wait to the last minute so we can give you the time you need. Milton, you're not going you're not going to solve that problem. I don't know. I'm hoping. You need to keep trying. I'm still hopeful. <laughs> well, we always get like three calls at the end, with three minutes left, and it's like, ah. And they rush me, Melvin. I they know. Be, uh, I, I still would like to get more information on the ordinances concerning squ- squirrels. <laughs> okay. 
I'm yeah, proud of Calvin. He's taking this on as a crusade. Well, well it just, uh, just amazes me because I proceeded all these yeah. years thinking that we had a the the right understanding of the, the I did rules. too. I have the right understanding. Well, no, yeah, but you <laughs> you have you have your understanding of it. I I kind of expe expect or my I I think I should be uh, in uh, <laughs> compliance with, with, the, the, world, uh, yeah. with the laws. Yeah. Well, what I'm going to do if I, you know, if someone objects or tries to arrest me, I'm going to say Calvin always told me that it was this way. Yeah. You think that'll fly? No, I don't. I don't think. I For think years, Calvin Finch has been talking about this squirrel. I don't thing. think that ignorance of the law is uh, acceptable <laughs> in terms of a defense. So you can't blame someone else. It's I'm almost ignorant of everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I want to mention uh, that I we didn't talk about a while ago on that amaryllis. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a big believer in that plant. Uh, said. Uh, if you're growing yours near a window, yeah. rotate it one quarter turn every day to keep it from bending over. Or going, yeah, the yeah. That's, <coughs> that's a that's a good tip. So did, does it respond to more light then? Oh then? yeah, it goes to the light. Huh. That that stalk, that uh, long green stalk does that it has it the flowers. Does it It'll bend it over and go Does to it the cause it to bloom faster with a shorter stem? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we rotate it one quarter turn every day to keep it from bending. And uh, as I also mentioned, that stalk and those flowers are very heavy. Mm. So you put it in a heavy con uh, a container that will stand up. And uh, and if you remember the quote from Jerry's mother, uh -oh. grows every single day. Yeah. So <laughs> standing does. up yesterday, but no, might yeah. fall over tomorrow. Absolutely. And I uh, see that it's a long stalk, uh, maybe. So what is it? Twenty that inches tall. And so uh, and at the top are the huge flowers. Yeah, and they're not uh, not absolutely. I guess they're more uniform now but they're they were never really absolutely uniform so i've seen people get used to one <laughs> selection and uh -huh. then the next year they got a different one that was faster or yeah taller all right so you're going to do it like i've seen them in in containers with uh, with soil and i've seen them with rocks yeah and stuff so if you're going to get a nice big amaryllis bulb you know so it doesn't fall over um, you, if you're growing it in rocks, yeah. get a larger container, and use rocks or mar marbles work. Mar yeah, marbles or rocks. And you should. Rocks. And are you burying it below the rocks? No, you bury it about halfway. Okay. Halfway, uh, as uh, halfway, half of the thing is in is in you know, standing water. And that'll keep it from falling if it's halfway. No. No. Oh. <laughs> do you do you stock it? You've got to, <laughs> you've got to put uh, the, some heavy rocks in the container in which you plant. The no, no, I get that. So if you put the heavy rocks in, yeah, will that keep it from falling over? Depends on how many heavy rocks. Oh you have man! Yes, if you do it, if you do the right number. Okay. 
And do, it's, do it's people heavy. Have, and you can't stalk it, I guess, because it's a bulb, or can you? Uh, you like you would stalk it? tomatoes, stake it maybe. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's difficult. Yeah. And it kind of takes away from the. No. Oh, okay. The appearance. Okay. But, <laughs> but I. But you. I was trying to think of some of the containers that are commercially available. Uh, I've seen it in those. I'm looking over there at like the kind of the waste paper basket containers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That are have a little height. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that way you could put the you could put a heavy enough rocks in there. It's kind of got a little wall and a. Yeah. yeah. But, you, but you don't you don't want the bulb completely covered by water. Mm. But the, if you had those heavy it's rocks on top of the. The, the water bearing area. Yeah. Maybe next weekend we'll bring up one of the, uh, if they still got them, those the paper whites. Okay. Because they're they're a smaller version of the amaryllis. That's a problem. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. That for those people who have been chilling their bulbs, their uh, tulip bulbs, uh, New Year's is about the time to plant them. Yeah. We're yeah. Well, we that's always been the target, but it's got. I think it's as important. I read in, uh, I don't know if it was in Neil's column or somebody asked about, I think Neil recommended he forego the chilling and just go ahead and take a chance on planting them and that they would, he expected them to grow and bloom tulip. Mm -hmm. I always thought of the chilling as being uh, really important and you wouldn't get a, really a good response unless you chilled them six weeks so it would if we did it six weeks yeah you'd have it be at the end of january hmm. yeah neil had a, had got a question said i was given a box of really nice tulip bulbs a couple of days ago probably from somebody that had been to holland or something and uh they they They'll let you buy, or, or encourage you to buy, tulip bulbs in Holland. Okay. And then ship them to your friends oh. at home. And so, uh, but he, he, he uh, this, this person got them a couple of days ago. Uh, said, I know they need to be planted around Christmas, but I also know they need to be in the refrigerator for six or seven weeks to give them an artificial winter. Obviously, that hadn't been done. Is it a waste of time to plant them? Uh, the friend who gave them to me will be aware if they don't come up and bloom next spring. And then Neil answers, says, give them a, pr- uh, a try. Plant them in the mass bed three to four inches apart and twice as deep as the bulbs are tall. The problem with not having them pre-chilled is they often will bloom on very short stems. Hopefully we'll have enough cold weather to fool them into thinking they're in Holland. Well, if you're in Dallas, you yeah, might. Yeah, in Dallas, they may get away with that. But also, hopefully, it won't be as cold as last February. Uh, good luck with them. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, people have, they get those bulbs from somewhere and uh, they they don't plant them sometimes they put them in the refrigerator mm. and if you put a, a tulip bulb in the refrigerator and it's chilled for a while it'll sprout yeah well we did in that in the refrigerator 
Charles was selling the, the pre-chilled. Millburgers was selling there the pre-chilled for a while. And I think you bought them in November. Yeah. And then you planted them in the first of the, the, first of the year. January 1, yeah. Yeah. That was the target date. I wonder, what, would it be, be better to... Uh, to chill them longer and plant them later, or would it be better to do like Neil said and just take, take a, a chance? chance right? I don't know. I think I'd be inclined to chill them longer. Chill them longer. Yeah. Now the, the and don't 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 use the Milton philosophy of, well, I'm starting late to chill them. So rather than put it in a refrigerator, put them in the freezer. Freezer, sure. We chill chills them. them. That's like double chill. <laughs> <laughs> we'll chill, old devil. <laughs> They'll learn. In a hurry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like Milton and his pecan pie cooking. Uh. And one of, one of the issues with tulips in our area here is quite often it's so warm when they come up, they don't they last. They don't last. Yeah. Long. But, uh, when will uh, the poppies start coming up? They Soon. Uh, didn't, uh, yeah, Billy said he Billy already had some. Billy said already coming yeah, up. Yeah. yeah, just like the... Uh, Blue Curl. Yeah. So and some, some and of those. Just, just like uh, uh, But are they coming up significantly or are they kind of uh, like the. Uh, uh, are they like the Blue Bonnets? They're coming up but they're hunkered down and they're just waiting for the. Yeah. Same with the Poppies as the Blue Bonnets? Or? Yeah, the Blue Bonnets are, uh, yeah, are just not coming up. I haven't noticed the Poppies. Yeah. the Blue Bonnets or the Poppies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Billy's, you know. <laughs> he's, he knows what he's doing. He's a, uh, I guess you know what you're doing too. So, <laughs> well, I'm well. I wildflowers, you kind of, uh, kind of a take a chance on them knowing what they're doing. Uh, right? Okay. <laughs> but but you know with erratic weather situations, yeah, oh that's they true. Don't always turn so out the same. Yeah, soil temperatures. But you can have, uh, especially the the poppies. I've, I've found the blue curl pretty reliable, but the the poppies you can have a really big boom year, and not and then not get a many blooms at all the next year. Mm. So I think uh, coreopsis a little that way too. Mm -hmm. Now I guess blue bonnets are they they could be they're kind of that way too, where they would they have uh, years that are real desirable, and they a lot of them come up and then. Or, or you have two or three years where we don't get much, and you say, ah, they're done for. Yeah. And then <laughs> we finally see. get some good uh, blue bonnet weather. Yeah, the, and the key to that is that uh, the moisture in the fall now. Timing. Timing, yeah. And the coo when the soil cools down, if the moisture's there, they'll come up. If the moisture's not there, they won't come up. Oh. It's interesting, during the drought, drought, drought of the years, if you would look close to the highway, they will always come up along the highway, right on the edge of the highway, because the condensation <laughs> on the highway runs off. Oh, that's right. On yeah. On the side. <laughs> no, that's the I got pictures of that. Bermuda grass does the same yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Greens up next to the highway. Yeah, and the w w it's warmer there. Yeah, that's right. The asphalt. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, let's see. It got what? What was the low temperature last night? Thirty-six. That's what I. That's what the phone said this morning. So. Okay. Did uh. Did thirty-six kill the barlock? 
The what? The monarch butterfly. I don't know if they were still here. It could have killed some. I didn't. I didn't see any flying this morning. Yeah. Evelyn said she saw one of hers flying. Yeah, I saw. I heard that. Yeah, I didn't see. Of course, I. Yeah, well, I didn't see any butterflies flying. But there were some here. I uh, bordered. Uh, oh, American Beauty. Uh, There's a couple of different selections here. I was mm -hmm. trying to. Couldn't remember what the uh, I, uh, identification was, though, on those. Um, I, I was going to fuss at Trace a little bit. Uh-oh. That's a good idea. Because I know he's suffering. He and Mary are suffering With because the of the monarch's freezing. Oh. Because as I walk uh, by the butterfly garden, uh -huh. it's full of blooming milkweed. But we shouldn't terrible well Just, uh, how, how do they live with the idea that they kept those monarchs from going south Milton we, I we I'm not sure we want to be associated no, with that we're not, we're <laughs> we, we the views of this guy is as purely his own and do not necessarily <laughs> reflect those of Milberger's we begged him to take the no, leaves off we didn't, off we didn't beg nothing that we did nah. And there's, I don't know. We told them what to do. Calvin told them what to do. Cut those blooms off. I, I Maybe they came back. I don't know how people could be so selfish uh, as to sacrifice the lives of those beautiful monarch butterflies. I think he's being facetious. What? Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't even know uh, how to spell facetious. I guess, I guess we can find somebody to... to Take his place when they <laughs> Milberger's fires him. I guess so. Yeah, I bet uh, they're worried about it. I uh, bet they're suffering. Right. All right. Well, we do need to take a break. So while we do, give us a call. At fast, 210, fast. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Milberger's gardening, South Texas, coming up on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Shane is on the line. Shane, hey, call Shane. back. He did. Hey, okay. guys. What's going on? Um, nothing much. I did look up squirrel season by county. Yeah. And in Bear County, it's open from September 1st of this year. To August thirty first of next year. Whoa! Uh, Wait, so it's all year. <laughs> September first through. Okay. And there is no bag limit. All so right. Can, and the kicker is in San Antonio, you cannot use a firearm, but you could. You could use a pellet gun. All no, right. a pellet that gun is not a firearm. But you, I guess, guess so you must no, need a, a hunting license, though, right? Uh, Shane I did would just, assume so. Yeah, that, that, I guess that's technically you would be link. hunting. Well, in, te in, in Tennessee, you can hunt on your own property without a hunting license. Huh. 
But of course, here in San Antonio, you can. Uh, I'm just wondering, can you put it on the end of a fishing hook and and, (laughs) and just say you're using it as bait? (laughs) The squirrel? Well, actually, if you are if you are doing nuisance control, there's probably not. You probably are not required to have a license. There you go. It is just a glorified rat. That's why. That's why it would be interesting to hear. uh, Spider-Man's yeah. take on it because I'm sure he yeah. deals with it all the time. We can actually we can actually get a state permit for nuisance control of deer out of season. Oh yeah, the vegetable growers uh, used to have to do that, huh. especially. Uh, oh yeah, west of here, and uh, the the kicker is, you shoot them, but you can't pick them up. Really? Yeah, you have yeah. to leave. Okay. You have to leave them laying in the field. There you go. Yeah. That's a little smelly. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it is. We used to do a lot of that season. down around. We used to do a lot of that down around Batesville and Crystal City yeah. and Parisa. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's where I heard about it. I saw it. Yeah. So uh, you could just shoot. They shoot them at night too. I mean, exactly. Spotlight them. And yeah. just shoot them and let them lay there. That are, exactly. Which is hard Now, if the farmhands come along and pick them up, that's a whole different story. Oh, is that right? Okay. Huh. What if Remember, I shoot and my wife goes and picks it up? Does that count? As long as y'all aren't riding together. Uh, you, shoot, you drive We're off and they have somebody else has to come pick it up. Well, I, I had to. Uh, that's odd. I've told this story before, but I had a, de- a big buck that got hung up on our fence. Yeah, we remember that cow. Yeah, we tried you to didn't tell your friend tried that. everything to get it off and <laughs> it was just it was we couldn't and and Judy, my wife, says it has to, you know, we have to put it out of its misery. But because of the law we called the police and then the police had to get permission even to huh. to shoot it. Yeah. And that and they suggested I just I mean they Asked if there was any use for it, and I said no. And so they just su- suggested legally it would just put it out on the road. Yeah. At which point, uh, when, they, when they said if you had a use for it, and you said no, somewhere Jerry was in, the, in town going, ah, what, what happened? <laughs> well, happened. that's what happened. I got when yeah. I got to work. Uh, so my, they, they, I, I wonder if maybe you should electrify that fence, and that uh, way it's oh, cooked at the same bet. time. Wow, well, there you go. <laughs> but that was a a, that, that buck was amazing because we had. We were trying to get a wheelbarrow under under him so we could lift him up, and he managed to get his antlers on the wheelbarrow and flung that thing up, and it twisted over once, and uh, both my neighbor and I were running to get out of there. (laughs) It was it was sad. We laugh now, but it was sad. Yeah. Here's a hint: when you're catching deer, we actually use the rope deer for deer programs. Once you get once you get their eyes covered up, they calm down. No, do they? Huh. Yeah. And once you so. put a bullet in their head, uh, they calm down too. Yeah. How do you keep? Well, how do you get their eyes closed? <laughs> Why do you cover up their eyes? That well, that's that's where it takes two or three or four <laughs> cowboys to stretch him out. I was going to say. Yeah. So. Well, that's. That's kind of the, what they do with the skunks when you get get them in yeah. a yeah. live trap. Just co- you know, cover. I always yes. wonder how well that works. <laughs> but well, yeah, thank as you, soon, Shane. As soon as, 
as soon as you get their eyes covered up, they'll lay there just about like they're dead. Huh. Well, thank I you for that, that. information. <laughs> thank you, Shane. Not a problem, guys. Y'all have a good day. You good you man. Too. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, one last question. We're going to get a phone call from a game warden. That's what's yeah, I bet you're right. <laughs> we have James with the last question probably of the day today. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, great. It's a wonderful day. Well, good. What's going on with your tomatoes? <laughs> uh, are you go- still going to have the big tomato contest, or is that no. maybe? And you're not no. going to win it. Yeah, uh, if, okay. if if things are normal, the answer is yes. Yeah. If things get oh, okay, sunny again, then the answer is no. <laughs> I need to go down in the laboratory and brew up some big tomato seeds, so I kind of need to know a little earlier. Well, you should be growing um, big tomatoes anyway. Yeah, you're going to have to take a chance, you know. <laughs> but if you're a true competitor. Hey, some, we'll see how I Omicron does. So we'll <laughs> I've got some good news for Jerry Parsons. Okay. Um, yeah, to the Totally Tomatoes catalog came out, and on page 27, Jerry, they got the winds all in there, man. Get out of here. Yeah, I'm not man, on page 27, right in the middle of the page. <laughs> yeah, that's going to make me sad. Why? What is? Uh, that's the tomato I started growing when I started growing tomatoes. Oh, my goodness. Well, Back in Tennessee. That should make you kind of reminisce. It should. So it's an antique seed is what I'm hearing. Yeah, it is. I don't think he caught that. <laughs> well, you can no, you can order them online, or you can send a check, or however you want to get them, man. They got them. Okay. And, and they're waiting on you. What's the magazine? Totally Tomatoes. Totally Tomatoes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, when I first got now, have you have you released one of your secrets for tomatoes in the contest? Is are you should you have not said anything? No, he's oh, going to uh, yeah. grow one of those heirlooms. Oh, okay. The big tomatoes, and think he's going to win the contest. Yeah. But the problem is, he's going to get one tomato. Yeah, and he's, you don't know what he's going to do. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 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 and he's going to miss the contest for the oh. tomato for the tomato to ripen. All you right. guys have fun. All right, thank, thank you, Colin. But it doesn't have to be right. That's for the right. contest, for the big one. All right. Well, okay, I'm kind of confused by the time, but I think we have to wrap it up, so we will. Uh, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're broadcasting like we do every Saturday and Sunday from Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. So uh, I know, I'm, that's, I'm not sure why I'm getting the music. So, uh, so we'll uh, let it play out here for a second. But don't forget, go to millburgernursery.com to learn all about stuff. If you haven't gotten your Christmas tree yet, be sure to come to Millburgers for a great selection of the best trees in San Antonio and a wide variety of different sizes and the living container-grown trees, and, poinsettias. And the uh, cyclamen to uh, brighten everything up yeah. along with the poinsettias. Christmas cactus, amaryllis bulbs. Trace, what did I miss? Snapdragons, violas, yeah. pansies, ornamental cabbage, kale, okay. calendulas, citrus trees. And citrus for your Christmas. It's okay. Yes. All right. Well, now we'll say goodbye for today. I'm Milton Glick on behalf of the Docs and Trace. We want to thank you for listening and being a part of the show. We'll see you next week on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. This is The Answer. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.